You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 441. Legion of Superheroes 311, the big blow-up of 2984. And welcome to episode 441 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and I am back in the right monitoring room, lad. <laughs> At long damn last. Yay! Our, our great national nightmare, international nightmare, in fact, is over. I Woo-hoo! finally have my iMac repla- repaired and working properly. Because it did get repaired, but wasn't working properly. Uh, so for the last while, we've been recording this with me downstairs with the laptop and um, and an iPad for, uh, and it's been a nightmare. There's been issues with and, bandwidth. And a comfy and, chair. <laughs> and a far too comfy chair, yes. Take a drink, people. Take a Take drink. Take a drink, yes. Mm. Um, nicely done, sir. Um, yeah, you're welcome anytime. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, really happy to be able to do this again, properly again and have a little more control over the audio. And uh, uh, it just, uh, yes, reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> Doesn't it, though? Indeed. Over to you, sir. And I am Darren Well, otherwise known as Daddy Dude, this weekend. What? What? Let me explain for those of you suddenly shocked. So I had another um, infamous weekend this weekend in which I had to go to a wedding. That's two in this month. I'm done for the year. I don't care who is getting married. I'm not going. Uh, (laughs) I've done my social um, wherewithals in watching people decide to get together, and it's lovely and it's beautiful, but I just can't take it anymore. Um, But I left there, and I went to a friend's house. And uh, we were going to go out, and instead of going out, we decided we were going to watch movies, and then we were watching Beauty and the Beast, the old animated version. And what's funny is, if you watch Beauty and the Beast, the animated version, and you add the word daddy to the end of all of Belle's lines, it's a totally different movie. Oh, my. Give me an example. Give me an example. uh, Oh, oh. um, Oh, I'd have to remember. We were... were, uh, it was late. <laughs> um, uh, like when she's talking about the West Wing and they're like, oh, there's nothing in the West Wing. The West Wing. And she says back, then it wouldn't be forbidden, Daddy. You know, you have to say it the right way. Though. Oh, my. Yes, exactly. Fair enough. Fair so, enough. So, yeah, just if you have a minute or an hour and a half. There you go. Since since the new movie has come out to rave reviews, I, I think that you should uh, watch the uh, classic animated one and put a little twist on it. That's all I'm saying. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, the the kid wants to see that because of course she realizes it's Hermione. Yeah, and uh, nope. so that's just you know it's it's Belle and Hermione. Mind blown. And a- Emma Watson went from playing a bookworm to playing a bookworm. Yes. yes. No, she's done other stuff in between, but still. <laughs> she, uh, no, she absolutely has. You're right. But um, she's doing well for herself, and this is a good thing. Yes, yes she is. Um, you know, I don't know what I don't know what Weasley's doing, but uh, but between her and uh, and uh, Daniel, what's his face? Uh, Radcliffe. Yeah. 
they've been doing some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's done some really interesting stuff, and it's oh, uh, totally. Yeah, no, it's it's neat. It's neat, and uh, because they they've they've kind of been able to um, get past the whole oh child star thing. Well, yeah, but I think it was between the the sixth and the seventh movie when he was. I don't know if he was 18 or 19, but he was definitely of age. And he was on stage in Equus. Oh, yes, yes. As, as the horse boy. And that is a required nude scene. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I think that was actually, in this case, the absolute right move to make. It's like what happens when Disney Channel stars release their nude pics. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's to break <laughs> with, it's on purpose. It's to break with that, oh, they're just a kid star thing. True. You know? to make everyone look at them as an adult now. So, you know, yeah. like Zach, Zach Efron blew up into this muscle bound 20 year old, almost yeah. 30 year old now. So, you know, good grief, not a, not a singing, dancing basketball star, Troy from high school musical. So, right. You know a lot more about high school musical than I do, sir. Well, I am a Disney queen, sir. So <laughs> I'm required to know these things by law. <laughs> This is indeed true. Yes, there is. Uh, you do have to fulfill the legal requirement. I do. And what was their mascot? The Wildcats, sir. The Wildcats. Very nice. Th- this I did not know. You will um, learn this when your daughters are teenagers. They're not going to be watching that, though. They're going to be watching, well, the remake. Well, they'll, they'll be watching the remake of High They'll School be watching Pizza. the remake. Exactly. <laughs> I was working at that out today. I was talk. I, I took the girls with me. Uh, Jan had a volleyball tournament uh, today, so I took the girls to to visit my dad. And uh, in the car, we were talking about how, um, you know, when when they'll go to the same school because okay. Sarah starts school in September, and so oh. Ella's going into into third grade, and Sarah will be in junior kindergarten. And so we were just talking about that that difference, and I said, "Yeah, so you guys won't." be in you know you'll be in school for the next three years together and they said and then ella you'll go to middle school and then you'll go to high school and so you won't be in the same school again until your last year of high school which will be sarah's first year of high school Mm. i had done all these calculations (laughs) it's just uh, it's slow traffic, you know. It was like, wait a second, um, <laughs> carry the one, and uh, and so yeah, we we were working all that out, and then she was very disappointed that she wouldn't get to have all of her schooling with her sister. Which, Aww. seriously, Ugh. anyway, um, got some Legion news. Woohoo! Sort of. Um, there is a Legion sighting, kind of. Uh, breadcrumbs. Yeah, but you know, it's still. I know, I know. You know what? If they're putting the name out there in front of people, that's a good thing. I know. And it is. I'm just being impatient. With good reason, sir. With good reason. Like I said, it's the Who is Sensigirl storyline all over again. <laughs> except except we're the rest of the team. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> um, so uh, Alan Bo posted uh, that he had seen it in the Commandy Challenge. Um, uh, and I haven't read, I haven't read that. So I, I, but it sounds like, I'm not sure if it's that far along. Anyway, he was just talking about issue two. Um, and, uh, he said on page 17, uh, Commandy Tufton and Doc Kennis are on a Mobius chair going for a ride surrounded by the Trinity and a, a mother box and, uh, and some other stuff floating amongst them. And if you look at the comics, there is a Green Lantern, Green Arrow, a Commandy comic, an OMAC, Looks what looks like it may be a new gods comic, 
And most importantly, Baxter Run issue number one. Yeah. Um, now, he does ask another question at the end of this. He said, that reminds me, didn't the subs used to do a State of the DCU episode every now and then? You are correct, sir, we did. Yeah. Um, but we're not re- we're not re- reading enough books to be able to speak about it intelligently. It's true. At this stage. So uh, that that may or may not change. Or, or maybe we'll get someone on who has been reading the stuff and they can kind of and we can provide the uh, give col- us the skinny yeah so and we can provide color commentary as it were mm-hmm. um, as always more great art being posted uh, on our Facebook page which is at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com uh, Travis Allisor, uh is always the king of, uh, of posting cool artwork that he gets um, many 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 of which are Karate Kid versus so and so and in this case he posted a cool one by Charles Forsman which is Karate Kid versus Casey Jones ooh yes Casey Jones is a dead man Oof. hey maybe maybe he is um, he also has uh, by, uh, oh see and Jas Posey has also joined in the posting of awesome artwork and he which had, we love yeah oh yes please more yeah it's awesome We're, we love it and um, yeah so he's got uh, Karate Kid versus Booster Gold by Peter Temple um, and more importantly he actually posted um, there's a cool Monel one uh, by Portella um, as well as a great one of the founders. Mm-hmm. I and, love that one. I and, love that one. And a, a, and an ink sketch of um, of Dawn Star by Art T. Bear, which is amazing. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, anyway, so lots of cool artwork to be seen there. So you should check it out. Uh, we talked last week about uh, the cameos in uh, Tales of the Legion 325. There was that one panel with Gigi and uh, and Dev M where we saw Adam Strange in the background and Omak um, and some other characters. So, of course, we've got um, Adam Strange and Alana. Omak Mm -hmm. is there. Um, Right next to Omak is The Thing. Okay. I didn't uh, see that when we were going over it. Nor did I. I think think even um behind alana i think it's the joker ah uh because i see you know green hair and uh and a white face um i could be wrong it could be duella we don't know yeah you say doula i say duella let's call (laughs) the the whole thing thing off Indeed. Um, anyway, so there was some more discussion of this because it's the guy in the trench coat, and um, there was also a guy in in uh, in silhouette, and uh, so there was some talk about whether or not that was D- Commissioner Dolan from the Spirit. Ah, wow, that's a that's a deep cut right there. Oh yeah. Um, then um, or or maybe Popeye. <laughs> There's a pipe. Ah, kick, 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 Um. Another one uh, suggested that the guy that looks kind of Dick Tracy-ish was Dick Tracy. It, no, no, oh. uh, is 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 perhaps um, Inspector Zenigata from Lupin. Wow, yeah. there's a deeper cut. Seriously, and um, anyway, so a bunch of uh, 
and and this is the kind of thing I love is when we when we just when we sort of mention something in passing about hey look at this character and this character and someone posts the art and everyone gets in on it love mm-hmm. love love that so folks keep it up that's that's fantastic yes um, please do it's please it, do. It, it's it's always exciting to see that sort of taking it a step further um, uh, yeah and and yeah again I'm just I'm now just looking at that founders. Uh, image again and it's stunning um yeah so that's kind of some of the stuff oh kent shakespeare by rags morales mm-hmm. yeah just saying so yeah head on over to the uh to the facebook page folks there's always some good stuff there um to check out as well as commenting on the episode uh feedback on last week's episode um now Actually, and this kind of brings us to an, a, another thing that we wanted to talk about. We set up a poll. Yes, we have a poll. Yeah, um, that's what she said. It's, it's, it's um, not 10 feet, but it is a poll. Exactly, exactly. We've set up a poll, as we mentioned, to uh, to look at um, uh, what era we're going to cover next. We're, we're doing these three issues of, uh, of Legion of Superheroes because we missed them when we got into uh-huh. Tales. And so we're going to get we're going to do these three. Um over the next couple of weeks, we've got a special surprise. If you've been reading comments on the Facebook page, it might not be that much of a surprise for you for next uh, week. Um, and um, anyway, uh, so we, we set it up. And, and now I went kind of simple with it. And uh, and of course, when you go simple with it, you, you learn the next day that it's like, oh, but you forgot this, this, and this. And it's like, yes, I did. Oh well, but um, we're, we're kind of going broad strokes, and we'll get we'll dig in a little deeper uh, later. Um, is uh, is basically it's right now between continuing on with Superboy and the Legion. Um, we we left off in the two twenties, and so we'd uh, gladly sort of get get uh, back into that and uh, and work our way. Up to Superboy leaving the Legion and uh, and all those great things which lead us right into the Reflecto Saga 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 Saga. saga. Um, so we've got those. Those are those are definitely um, on on the list. Uh, five year later. So I whether whether we continue or just start again with it, who knows? Because uh, it's been it's been a, a hot, while. It's, it's been, been while. it's been seven years since we uh, since we touched on those because uh, mm. we did that fairly early on. Um, uh, we've also got the Archies in there, which we've really done nothing. We we, we looked at the first the, the the zero hour issue, like the zero issues. Mm. I think that's all we've done of the Archie Legion. Um, so that's up there, and the three boot. We did the first uh, the first uh, story arc of of the three boot, and so lots of room, lots of room. So anyway, head on over to our um, our uh, Facebook page and just look for the Sur- Survey Monkey uh, uh, image, and you'll see the the poll there, and you can join into it. What I might do is I'll, I'll post a link onto the. Uh, onto our our main web page uh, legion of substitute podcasters.com and it'll be in the top corner there and you and uh and you can check that out as you order your copy of love is love which will be right next to it yay um, so anyway um so that's that thing um mm-hmm. all right uh so some some talk about uh about some of some of that stuff um 
talking, uh, our friend Eric Matthews talking about DevM. He said, I always liked uh, DevM despite his contradictory origins. He said, I believe according to the text pages, the beer bomb stated him to originally still be from the 20th century, where he was a pain to valor, similar to how he was to Superboy pre-crisis. Mm. But that was whited out before they showed any of it. And Dev did make one brief cameo in the Archie run, I believe in Legionnaires 43. He wasn't named, nor did he speak, but he was wearing his classic uniform. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Um, uh, regarding the Krypton, uh, Michael, uh, Michael Grabois, regarding the Krypton ser- series on sci-fi, Kal-El's grandfather, Jor-El's dad, is Siegel. The first part is pronounced Sieg. Now say the name out loud, Siegel. Get it. I get it. Siegel. Oh, for God's sake. What? I, you didn't get it? I said no. Seagull. <laughs> Not like the Seattle football team, it's, 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 but it's, it's like. Genius. It's genius and it's perfect, but even saying it, I didn't get it. You didn't get it? Real? Wow. Okay, kids. You know what we're operating with here. Oh, my. Oh, good grief. Um, <laughs> and um, so as he'd pointed out, um, pre-crisis we still have uh issues 234 to 282 that that would have us complete um the the uh superboy and the legion slash legion of superheroes so volume two basically um he said plus the leftover issues of karate kid (laughs) yeah Uh. uh the jla jsa lsh uh team up a couple of now now we do have to get to that because that's actually a cool story oh my god it is so much um and, uh, of course, a couple of uh, Brave and Bold issues that had Karate Kid and the Legion. And, of course, Secrets of the Legion, which will be so fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we'll, and we'll do that where, when we get to that point um, because it, uh, it's such a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the upcoming Superboy and the Legion Volume 1 reprint collection uh, has issues 231 to 240 plus the tabloid. And... Um, and I hope that it is still coming out. Um, uh, our good friend Murray, uh, I'm all for more pre-crisis reading. And he, of course, lists Conway and Jane's. That would be the saga, saga, saga or just saga. before the saga, saga. Um, and he says, as I'm dying to hear a certain saga, 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 get the subs treatment. Um, <laughs> you know, Murray's got to know. If we're doing the saga, he's going to be on the damn show for it. <laughs> oh, we're going to call him for that? Durr. I No, I thought we would record it and then play it and watch him go, those bastards! <laughs> I'm going to get a text tomorrow that perhaps says exactly that. Well, um, then, you you know how I feel when you put down <laughs> Ultra Boy. Um and um, and he said, but I'd be happy to do a reread of the reboot stories uh, too. And of course, Alan Bow pointed out that Saga, that's where he is. Mm. He's because he lives in Saga, Japan, or ah. as it says, and I love this on his uh, on 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 his uh, Facebook profile. It says, location Saga, 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 yeah. Saga. Gotta love it, Saga, Saga, Saga. saga. All right. Um, also, um, uh, Michael points out DC Comics Presents issue number 80 came out the same month as Tales 322 and um, 
Baxter number nine during the election and has some follow-ups from the main series. I didn't ah. realize that. Mm. Huh. I did not know that either. Let's let's investigate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um Oh, and uh, and 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 Alan commented. Uh, he said, uh, "Wow, two issues in one episode." I like that observation by Darren concerning how some boy was becoming a dick, and relating it to five years later. It's a good point. Like, yeah, you're you're right. I mean that, and and when you think about it, this was going back. I mean that was yeah. that was uh, still another six or seven years, but still, it's like God, wow. Yeah. They, I mean, in this particular, the whole year. You know, masquerading and mm. Gigi thing that proved Sunboy. It showed his character. Yeah, and I think it was the first time we actually saw. And again, in an effort to differentiate the Legionnaires, Sunboy became the womanizer. Yeah, but that also turned him to a bit of a um a, a prat, really. Yeah, um, yeah, just a. All I care about is what you can give to me right now, and I'll get my revenge on you because you taught me a lesson, and how dare you? It's like, oh, wow, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that it, it makes sense in the context now of rereading that and going, that's why they, they latched onto that and realized when the hard choices had to be made in the five year later, yeah. what Dirk would actually do is make his life easier as long as he could get girls. And yeah. that's what they, that's what he did, and there you go, and that makes complete sense at the time. I was so pissed at that decision, but it made complete sense. It wasn't such a leap, was it? Like yeah, when, when you no. think when you think about where he ended up, it wasn't uh, as much a, a leap. So very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so what he said with this, and and I totally agree with him on this. He said also interesting was how many plot threads were never picked up again, and we talked a bit about that. Oh yeah, about how yeah never saw that. And he said, but then again, it's just comics. He says, it's it interesting. Is. It's interesting how for some, and he, and, uh, he counts himself among these, he said, comics has, have evolved from this disposable entertainment that most kids might read and then give up later to serious episodic fiction. Totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we do this, right? Yeah. Um, is is there yeah there, there is that build up is that that whole thing that that yeah you know some boy comes off as a bit of a as a bit of a jerk in you know legion of superheroes annual number 1 and it's the first time he's been given much of a personality mm-hmm. you know before that there there was there was a very much a sameness between them oh um, yeah totally you know and and so so he was given you know these these distinct personality traits, and um, and it just you know it 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 it, it dug in deep, mm-hmm. and so so you know we we ended up sort of getting a lot a lot a lot more out of the character because there was there was there was more going on, and and I think that it's also credit to uh, uh, to to Keith, Tom, and Mary uh, how they carried on with that and they took these things and took them steps further and uh, you know and it's why we got the awesomeness of um of smuggler joe ah yeah and see i said something nice about him you did yeah um smuggler joe smuggler joe (laughs) that was the that's the uh that's the uh 30th century uh, 31st century metropolis um um whole foods kind of thing um yeah smuggler joe's um 
I don't know if Trader Joe is anything like uh, uh, Whole Foods. They all sound the same. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <whatever. laughs> um, anyway, uh, we, we have neither here. So, <laughs> um, and, um, and anyway, so Murray commented that, yes, the episodic serial nature of comics is what I liked most about that era of comics. And I feel like comics are missing that to an extent. Totally. Like that was the thing was was that that serial nature, you know, now it's it's very much very much those separate separate but very discreet um, uh, arcs that are not written for trade. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas you had stuff that built for years and years and years. And um, <laughs> yeah, the Claremont method is over. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, that's fair. That's fair, actually, yeah. because Claremont was was doing that before uh, before Levitz picked up on it in, in Legion. Um, although I always felt like the Levitz ones were a little more defined. I think I think um, oh yeah, to, I, I think Claremont laid a but a lot of a lot of pipe to you know, and eh, maybe I'll do something with that later. And, and then never not. did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like oh, okay, I can go back to that if I want to. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and he said, and so um, Alan responded and said, and I know I'm kind of just going through this whole thread, but I think I think a lot of this is is really key, um, you know, because we just talked about how we're not reading as, uh, enough stuff to do a, a, a state of the DCU. Yeah. Um, God, not even close. Um, no, not even. And uh, and and so he said, you know, with all the decompression, writing for the trade and restarts, relaunches, and all of that, it's hard to do good characterization. Agreed. And that is a big part of it. You know, this this Sunboy thing uh, that you picked up on in that is a perfect example of of great characterization in a story. And um, and and that is that is a lost art. Mm -hmm. It really really is. It's like, okay, um, hmm, interesting. Well, just interesting. And you and you know it's it's why we talk about things that are like oh well this would make a great movie this would make a great TV series because you want to mm-hmm. see them develop the characters yep right and 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 I think that I think there's a lot of writing a whole bunch of movies if you want to look at it that way like that that trade arc is the movie oh right? yeah and and that's not to say that some don't do it very well I mean because that that's that's definitely. You know there are some that do that that very well, but it is this this idea of 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 continuing things and making things uh, making things go on, and uh, and 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 developing and you know moving a character from A to B rather than just servicing plot. Well, I mean you you can't do that anymore. I mean there's no. Uh, I, I would say in the average comic you have to do your characterization in the midst of the action. Mm-hmm. Or you, or you're going to be stuck with a lot of pages of, you know, the same panel like in nine year later or nine year later. Listen to me, I'm mixing up my grids with the five from five year later. Yeah, um, where you would have the same panel over and over and over again, and then at the bottom just say, hmm, you know. Um, oh, that's a Bendis trick. Well, yeah, yeah, I, and and that's one of those things where it's like, okay, this whole page you could have done something with it besides that. Yeah, but. I think now you're hard pressed to fill a comic with all the chunky goodness like we used to get. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and this is just to to continue on the um, uh, "Hey, you kids, get off my lawn" thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, my my comics were so much better than yours. Um, well, no, I, I wouldn't say better; I just say <laughs> no, different. No, no, no. Different. I would, yeah. Different. Yeah. I mean, the, 
it's evolving. One one thing I will say, and here's a rant for you. I I really get irritated when someone who's just been introduced to any any franchise, no matter what, and you could be watching a movie, you could be explaining a comic, you could be walking through stuff, but um, they're like, well, what happens next? And, And explain this character and that character, and you're like, I can't tell you like 50 years of comic book history in five minutes, so you'll understand it. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, back you know when you and I were around in mm-hmm. the young days, Paul, we we just had to find comics wherever we could find them, and we liked it that way. And and we did, and it was fun to discover things month by month by month, not sure. all in one six issue chunk at one time. And yeah, and but we, now and you we, have the internet, and everything's like knowledge is so readily available. <laughs> And that's 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 part that's that's actually a good point because you know we didn't have to deal with spoilers. Yeah, we didn't. Nothing got spoiled practically. You know, you you you'd you'd hear about the odd thing here and there, but you know, I had no idea that Captain Adam was going to be mo- that was was supposed to be Monarch and then wasn't. <laughs> you know, and um, true. <laughs> Did that really happen? Oh, good grief! Um, don't get me started on that. Um, but you know, like like things like that. I mean, it, it it would get through sort of some fan channels, but but yes, there were things like Usenet and there were new there there were news groups, but it wasn't sort of a a mass um, participation in those things. Ah, uh, yeah. And so it was a much smaller group that was that was that was reading that stuff, and so it was harder to get spoiled. And because you. Well, it's one of those things, right? Because you didn't know what was coming next, mm-hmm. because there was no, um, you know, you could see a solicit, but really it was just a, a bit of text about this and that, and it really didn't get into much detail. And so what you ended up with was, um, uh, you know, better conversation in the store about where you think it's going to go mm-hmm. and, uh, and that sort of thing. And I think that's always fun. Well, I think I think the only thing that got purposefully spoiled by, and it was just the cover. Yeah. The co- the cover of Crisis Number Seven came out, and yes. you're like, oh no. Well. Because that was a poster in the comic book stores months before that issue showed up, mm-hmm. and uh, you're like, oh, that can't be good. But then, really, it really set you up for Crisis Number Eight because you're thinking, oh, Supergirl's dead, then that's that's it. That's yeah. the big one. Mm-hmm. Nope. There's another one right after that. Yeah. So I kind of see what they did there with that one. But yeah, and you didn't know she was really dead. I mean, it's just the cover, obviously the iconic. And, and we've and we've seen things like that on covers a thousand times before. And, and we knew better to believe it, right? Yeah. So there you go. Robin dies at dawn. You know that yep. was you know and uh, and yeah. he did because I called in and said kill the fucker. Oh, no, different but, different Robin. But oh, yes. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. This, but but it was it was Batman carrying Robin in that same kind of pose, right? Uh-huh. So it wasn't like we hadn't seen those kinds of things before and thought, but there's a way out of it, right? Always. I mean, and that's the thing is that that wow, that looks that looks pretty serious, but ah, she'll be fine because it's Supergirl. Uh-huh. Ain't no way she's gonna die. Oh wait, it's all Faye Dun- As with everything, it's all Faye Dunaway's fault. Truth, yeah. truth. So, <laughs> poor Faye Dunaway. Poor Faye Dunaway. Will she ever win? No, um, as as Chinatown proved. No, she won't. <laughs> yeah, but that's just because it's Chinatown. 
Uh, it's Chinatown. <laughs> it's Chinatown, Darren. Um, all right. So, uh, bottom so. line: new new comics good. Old com or new old comics good. New comics bad. No, <laughs> no, no. Stop that. No, stop that. no. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here right now next to my. <clears throat> I've got. I borrowed a couple of trades from the library. I'm I'm rereading uh, Batwoman Elegy. Oh, sweet. Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, I'd forgotten how awesome. And um, but what I, what I'm really interested to see is that a lot of the the sort of you know the the more grandiose artwork actually didn't start until the new Fifty Two series. Mm. And um, I mean, there was still some eye popping uh, layouts in 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 that in those issues. But he really went to town when they started that new oh, series. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And um, the from uh, Batman writer Scott Snyder and. Uh, uh, and Sean Murphy, The Wake, mm-hmm. uh, which was a Vertigo series that came out a couple of years back. And I've got Miracle Man Book 3, Olympus. And current stuff, Batman, I Am Gotham by uh, Tom King and David Finch. And so mm-hmm. these are all on my on my at the ready to read stack. And uh, so that Batman will be kind of the, the as, as deep as I've been able to get. I've read a few issues of the, of the flash, which I, which I'm quite liking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've only read a few issues of it and it's been going for a while. And, um, um, and the Batman one, I read, I read the first couple of issues and really dug what, what, what Tom King was doing. And, um, and I wonder, I'm wondering about the Legion connections in that too, but that's a, ah. whole, lot, that's a whole other thing. Uh, of course, there's this, the Saturn Girl stuff, but I, and 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 please don't don't spoil folks on the on the on the comments tomorrow. But I'm wondering about uh, this Gotham and Gotham Girl. I'm wondering because <sighs> there was a thing about a thing, a thing you say about. Well, I guess they said Ultra Vision, so that's a bit different. But anyway. You know, uh, you just start. You see, you know, you start. You start looking for legionnaires everywhere. Um, well, there's only three of them. Well, kidding, kidding, damn, kidding, son. Um, kidding, 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 kidding. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's a it's a damn sharp looking book, and sometimes Finch's art drives me nuts. But I gotta say, it's it's really solid in this bat book. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's uh, that's some stuff there, and um trying to think if there is anything else to be covered uh did you see the musical episode of flash i did not sir okay then i won't i won't get into that but i watched it with my with my girls this weekend we um we first watched the uh the supergirl episode leading into it so we're all caught up on supergirl Mm, yeah um and uh and then that led us into into the flash episode and um so so yes musical episode of the flash it was fun. Ah, very well, good. Cheesy as all heck. But well, fun. yeah, yeah. Um, and included a song uh, written by uh, called "You're My Super Friend." Uh huh. I did see that part. Oh my god, it's so good. And it was written by uh, co-written by um, one of the guys from Robot Chicken and Rachel Bloom from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, who. Um, uh, on her own show uh, regularly does some 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 great uh, musical numbers and 
um, lots of neat asides in in this one that 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 were re- that are really funny for comics fans. So mm-hmm. well worth checking out. Um, as incongruous as the whole thing feels, um, you know, just in, in a more serious show. But you know what? When you've got Jesse Jesse L. Martin and Victor and Victor Garber in your little TV universe, uh-huh. at some point you got to do things that make the, that make them sing. And they've True. and they've done it every chance they've had. To, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, they've they've done that. But uh, but you know, between having a couple of of and and it's not just them. It's the guy who plays Win um, on Supergirl, um, and uh, Carlos Valdez, uh, who is um, Cisco on Flash. Like they've all had some. They've all they've all done done their uh, their their share of of Broadway. But yeah, Jesse Martin and Victor Garber. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, I know, right? Make those boys sing, and. Um, and it always reminds me of this interview I read with with uh, with Jesse Martin and the late great Lenny Briscoe himself. Oh, uh, Jerry Orbach. Jerry Orbach, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lumiere, for those. Of that's you. right. That's Again, right. Thank you. Bringing it back to Disney, right? And Beast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And so, um, uh, but there was an interview with with the two of them, so or- Orbach and uh, and uh, and Jesse Martin. And they're talking about how, you know, because they're they're Broadway guys, and mm-hmm. most of the people who worked on Law and Order, especially at the time, it was all people from the New York stage because oh, they totally. wanted people that 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 weren't as as well known on on TV to to uh, to be in it, and uh, and so it was a lot of people from the stage. And he said, like regularly between takes, they'd break into. Uh, into uh, into musical numbers, and uh, and so you've got you've got the two cops breaking into it, and apparently Apatha Murkison, uh, who played their their lieutenant, they uh-huh. they they were like, oh yeah, yeah, but but she puts us to shame, yeah, you know, because they're like, there's a lot of there's a lot of show tunes we know that we can get into, she and 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 he was like, she puts us to shame. And uh, and I've always remembered that episode. So whenever I whenever I see Jesse Martin, I think I, I always think like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like he's got you know he's he, he, because I haven't seen much of his his musical stuff. And, oh well, just get Rent. Well, he, he except for that, yeah, so. yeah, except for that, and and oh, yeah, okay. he's phenomenal in that. And and I don't know if you've ever listened to Aisha Tyler's show. Um, um girl on guy on off and on yeah. On. Listen to the one that she does with him. Okay, you'll love it because he gets deep into the whole like the when when uh, when they first put Rent on, uh huh, and and the stories he tells about it are fantastic, and so he talks a lot about that. And then right after a couple of weeks after that, she did one with Grant Gustin, and it's fantastic ah. as well. Um, so so then this was a, a year or two ago. So um, but definitely check them out because they're very cool. I, like I think it was during season one, and um, ah, tangent. Take a drink. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so I've all, I've, all over. I've always I've always thought 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 the dude was great, but but it, yeah, it was kind of a neat thing that uh, that they got the chance to do this, and of course Victor Garber, um, you know, um, to uh, to have the two of them do do a couple of numbers together was fantastic. And uh, and Barrowman. Well, obviously. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 
It, it takes a special gay man to sing Springtime for Hitler. So, <laughs> so true. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, yeah, I think you'll. I think you will. In fact, I, I, actually, I had a friend who messaged me because uh, Barrowman had his fiftieth birthday party recently. Fifty, that man is. He looks. Damn. He looks what? He looks about thirty-eight. Yeah. Or thirty-six, maybe even thirty-four in the right lighting, but he's fifty. And uh, yeah, but that that that's that's gay ninety seven, right? Well, totally, totally. Yeah, okay, but he's also a rich gay ninety seven, so that yeah. changes things. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. Moves you back into thirty eight territory. I know, right? <laughs> but he had um, gray hair in the pictures, and a friend was like, "When did Barrowman go gray?" I'm like, "He's fifty. He's probably been coloring his hair." For some time, <laughs> just FYI, they do that for TV and and movies. Indeed, and you need you need to like and and if they're not filming, then let him let his hair take the the time off because be having your hair dyed all the time, that stuff is that stuff is noxious. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, he was great in it, and uh, they all were. I mean, it, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Um, all right, I guess we should at some point start the issue. <laughs> get, to the, get to the issue at hand. So, so I just want to talk a minute about the cover. Well, the cover's amaze balls. Because here's what I love: it's been a while since we've uh, since we've had some Giffen art. True. And um, so in this one, we have the headquarters being blown up with Brady Kaboom. with Bra- oh, with Brainy at the forefront. As yeah, as you do when you're you blow, when you're blowing up Legion headquarters, you may as well put Brainy up front because um, you know he had something to do with it, right? Oh, at the very least, yes. And um, and you've got Bouncing Boy and Duo Damsel, who was still Duo Damsel at this stage. Um, um, make, you know they're 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 making their way away from it as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it is neat to see the old. Uh, the old orange headquarters building. Yeah, and the old logo. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so yeah. Um, all right. So, um, this one is brought to us by writer Paul Levitz and uh, his co-plotter and penciler Keith Giffen and Larry Malstead, who is the inker. And um, lettered by John Costanza, colored by Carl Gafford, and edited by Karen Berger. Like you do. Like you do. Like um, you do, kids. So this is uh, cover date. Oh, I didn't look. Um, let's see here. Doop, doop, doop. May 84. May of 84. So, yeah, it's been a, been a while. Um, all right. One second ago, this was Legion Headquarters. Metropolis Earth 2984 AD now it's a mess and Aww. yes the building has fallen down and um, and can't get back up <laughs> now. Uh-huh. Um, and Bouncer Boy say what the blazes and uh, Lornu says the building's falling apart and this guy says I guess you want to cancel my tour then <laughs> so and, and that is Flint Broge I believe yeah, the it, it is number one Legion fan that's right. Um, so he says, I don't know what's happened, Flint, but there might not be anything to tour. 
And he says, that, that's okay. I, I only hope no one got, nobody got hurt, Bouncing Boy. He says, good point. And my cue to inflate and investigate more closely. So he goes to bounce in and he says, not to worry. Or she says, careful, Chuck. And he says, not to worry, Luarno. It seems to have settled down. Ow. And he says, the, def- the defense shield is still up. This makes no sense. And, um, and Flint's saying, maybe I better just go home, Duo Damsel. And she says, don't move, Flint. My husband and I may only be members of the Legion Reserve these days, but we should be able to protect one old friend on a, cub, a clubhouse tour, if there's still a clubhouse left. Mm-hmm. And she says, and what the heck happened to Brainiac 5? He was supposed to be on duty inside while everyone else was off on Kundia. I can't believe he'd let something like this happen. Really? Well, wait a minute. And also, remember, this is at the end of the uh, Prophet Omen saga, 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 mm. saga. Yes, yes, it is. Yep. All right, so we get inside. Um, and um, surface sections of headquarters complex are dysfunctional. <laughs> yes, uh, is that what we're calling it now? Well, yeah. Uh, Brainiac 5, uh, present within Multilab, according to Life Sensors. Uh, if present, please advise. And he says, shut up, databank. You have detected my presence accurately. Please note that I am the cause of the destruction of much of this building. I have made a rather stupid error again. Despite my 12th level computer mind, the erstwhile excuse for my presence in the Legion, I have allowed my distraction to overwhelm my judgment. In attempting to isolate the HQ uh, control circuits from any possibility of interference, I overloaded them. And the record should note this was part of my 15th attempt to cure Danielle Foucault cure her of the presence of computer within her mind a presence which is also my fault I and she says creator you did not fail entirely oh no computer which we've known around here for a while yes. and there is a earth shattering Cthulhu take a drink indeed please take a drink yeah um so halfway between Kundia and Earth. Um, uh, Element Lad says, I'm glad you didn't need our help with Omen and the Prophet, Dream Girl. And she says, wherever that negaton bomb sent them, Element Lad, I don't think they'll be back for a long time. Oh, and Lyle Norg hasn't been able to help us identify that other dimension. He still thinks he died and was in hell. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Brainy or Saturn Girl can help him when we get to Earth, Dream Girl. Over and out. And... Um, Misa says, Element Lad, don't cut her uh, off. He says, oh, sorry, White Witch. Do you want to talk to your sister? She said, certainly. I feel congratulations are in order to her. Don't you? Um, And uh, Wildfire says, don't let me interrupt this needling party, friends. But I have a request. We're off new fearless leader. Since the whole mission turned out to be a waste of fuel, you think I could be excused, Element Lad? I have a personal matter to take care of. And he says, well, I guess, I suppose there's nothing urgent. And so he says, thanks, and away he goes. Yep. Uh, He's off to catch Donnie. Yeah, and in a puff of smoke, and uh, I don't want his left saying, cough, cough. <laughs> Maybe being leader won't be such a big change after all. Truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we get back into uh, Legion headquarters, and uh, Brainy's got his force shield going, and computer's going nuts on him. Um, she says, your force shield will not protect you for long, creator. I am free of the suspended animation you place me in, free to possess this child whom you dare not harm. And I shall fulfill my objective of terminating your life. 
and he says, Temper, temper, Computo. You're showing an almost human display of emotion. Uh, it takes one to know one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Yeah. And all that jazz. Yeah, and Computo says, I am the supreme art- artificial intelligence creator. I have no emotions. But you, you shall die so that I might finally achieve domination over all inferior intellects. It says, curious, the time you've spent in Danielle Fockart's mind has increased your human tendencies. You have quite an ego now, Computo. Still, as your ego has grown, your capacities have diminished, withered from disuse. Mm. This problem I've created might be quite an opportunity. Oh, there's another Cthulhu. Yay. Yay. Um, oh, and another coming up. Um, the possibilities of success seem reasonable. It's worth a try. He clicks the force shield belt. And uh, Cthulhu. Close yeah. enough. Um, he says, there, that switches my force shield from protecting me to containing you, Computo. You haven't connected your circuits with the headquarters yet, so it should hold. Um, and Computo says, you will see how incorrect your presumption is, creator. And I shall learn the limit of human pain. And he said, possibly, but not if I can conclude the procedures, Computo. I had planned to separate you from Daniel Fokar's body and to isolate you somewhere appropriate. Now to see if my thesis is valid or if this will only blow Computo and myself to atoms. Well, there you go. Yeah. There's a terrific shrack. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, outside... Uh, everyone's looking and uh, bouncing away, saying, it looks like the whole place is going to tumble down. And they say, according to the science police link with the HQ computer, only Brainiac was inside. And the SPs have cleared the area so no one else will get hurt if the building mm. blows. This is yep. great. But that doesn't help Brainy, does it, Captain? And uh, the captain says, well, Faith and Megora. No, wait, wait. Yeah, I know, um, right? Yeah. Doesn't feel like he should be holding bagpipes. Seriously. Um. Yeah, never known Zendak to wear a hat before this issue. But okay, well, th- that's Whatever. Captain, not Chief. Oh, yeah, that's not Zendak. That's not Zendak. No. Okay, well, I feel better then. Yeah, because I was confusing him completely. Yeah. So Lornu says the captain's a bit of a hard a hard nose, isn't he, Shvan? And she says, you notice, huh? And then Flint says, uh, excuse me, but the HQ's defense shields are down. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. And we see Brainy, much like on the cover, uh, yeah, come flying out of there. Let's say it's a Cthulhu. Yeah, just, just for anyway. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Bouncing Boy says, relax, Brainy, relax. I'm coming. I gotcha. And he catches him, sort of. <laughs> Oof. Uh, yep. Bouncing yeah. boy is fairly useful at times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's caught him and uh, says, and Chuck says, "I'm fine, Lorna. How are you, Brainy?" And he says, "Alive, I, I think." Um, he said, uh, "To use one of your quainter Earth expressions, I believe I caught a tiger by its tail and let it skin itself." <laughs> I must remember to look up the etymology of that expression. And they're like, "Huh? That was supposed to explain something." Mm-hmm. And the captain says, "Yeah, no bloody well, it was nonsense, Legionnaire. What, <laughs> what in the name of heaven are you saying?" He's Scrooge McDuck right now. <laughs> Dive in his muddy pit. <laughs> Life is like a hurricane, <laughs> and that's um, as much as we can sing without being sued. Move on. There you have it. There you have it. Um, so, um, uh, so Brainy recaps. 
Uh, computer had taken control of its host, a young girl named Danielle Fulcar, Captain. I trust you recall her. Although this was an accidental byproduct of my attempt to cure Danielle, it was quite fortunate. After making certain preparations, I dropped my force shield. And when Computo threw all its energies at me, I activated a program I had been working on periodically for several weeks. And Computo's essence was absorbed by a crystal globe containing a new master system I developed. Mm. And Bouncing Boy starts laughing. He's I love it. You finally finished off Computo. And he says, more importantly, Bouncing Boy... I think Daniel Fulcar should have been completely cured. Yay! And Schwan says, The damage to your HQ is a small price for that, Brainiac. I'm sure the United Planets will be happy to fund the repairs. And he says, Oh, I don't think that would be necessary, Schwan. And uh, and it starts rebuilding itself. Um, and then finishes rebuilding itself on the next page. Yep. That was quick. Yep. So, um... Everyone's going to come back to a new house. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so it's I don't believe it. The debris rebuilt itself into that. It's gigantic. Actually, it's really quite simple and functional. I'd been fiddling around with a new design for Legion headquarters. Some of my more quiet moments, and Computo's new persona was very useful in assembling it. Uh-huh. Gets better, folks. Um, and so Flint, Schwan, uh, the captain, and uh, not Tenille, but Lornu, um, and Bouncing Boy say, Computo's new persona? Mm-hmm. And the little ball flips over. Breep, is everything satisfactory, Brainiac 5? Quite, Computo. Uh, is Danielle well? Uh, she's resting in the new laboratory, sir. All vital signs healthy. Breep. Excellent. I think your new programming as our major domo will work out nicely. Breep, your confidence is appreciated, sir. And he says, you're welcome, uh, Computo. And he says, perhaps the others would like a glass of lemonade. And they're all just looking with dumbfounded expressions on their face. And Computo yes. says, did I say something incorrect? And he says, no, Computo. It will merely take them a while to get used to your new personality, let's call <laughs> it, for lack of a more comprehensive term. And he starts laughing. Next issue, Inside the Science Police. Good cop, bad cop. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you take this next one? Um, I would, except Comixology is not loading the next story Sons for me. Sons of bitches. Well, it should... stopped right there, and I'm like, come on, keep loading, and it's just spinning for no me. No worries. I got it. So... Bastards. Those bastards. I kid. But I really would like to, like, you know, read. I was like, that's too short to be the main story and only that story. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we, we have Wildfire flying to Starhaven. Oh, there we go. It's the follow-up to this craziness. Yeah. So he says, so this is Starhaven, huh? Oh, wait. This is Starhaven, huh? Dark Star <laughs> sure wasn't kidding when she said it was unspoiled. If the air was any cleaner, I'd probably choke on all the oxygen, provided I still had lungs. Score one advantage to being a sack of anti-energy. Um, and he says, now, assuming Stoneface over there is the temple Donnie once told me about. Uh, this one is brought to us by Paul Levitz. And Keith Giffen, uh, Paul is the writer, they are both the plotters, and Keith is the artist in absentia. Uh, but that's okay, because they got a guest pen, uh, penciler, one Gene Colon. Yay, Gene yeah. Colon. Woo! Um, and he is the penciler, Larry Malstead is the inker, John Costanza is the letter, Carl Gafford, colorist, Karen Berger, editor. Um, and so he lands and says it's time to pay a little social call and tells them he's looking for Dawnstar and they say, hey, that doesn't give you, you that doesn't mean you can just step on here, stranger. 
Uh, there are mysteries here which have not been disturbed by outsiders in the 700 years since we settled here. 700 years. That's interesting because, of course, later we would see uh, 20th century versions of Starhaven. I know that's not part of the actual thing, but just just kind of an interesting note. Sure. Um, so they tell him, yeah, you can you can be leaving. And... Um, <laughs> Dismissed. Yeah, we, we don't need to talk to you. And then uh, one woman says, wait, we know of this man, Cloudflyer. Let us answer him. You are the legionnaire called Wildfire, are you not? And he says, yeah, hey, I'm sorry if I disturbed you any. And so Mist Rider, uh, who is the um, wait, is the father of Dawnstar, says, our, Dawn, our daughter Dawnstar says you have been her good friend. That forgives much. But, uh, she's gone from us now. Uh, on the path through the stars and heavens it does you no benefit to seek my child here mm. um, they say uh, Dawnstar has gone on the grand tour a search of great importance among our people and uh, Wildfire says yeah so I heard she's supposed to find the perfect guy on the and they say do not make light of her search for her destiny Wildfire it was on my tour that I found Mist Rider and we have dwelt in happiness since and my and before that, my mother and her mother. And he goes, not to be rude, but I know the story. Could you just tell me what Donnie is? Mm. And I say, well, by now she gains, gazes at her naming place, and it will be too late for any to interfere. And he starts, you know, coruscating energy because he's pissed. And yeah. he says, too late. Lady, you're looking at a guy who doesn't know the meaning of the words. And off he goes. He whooshes away. And they, and uh, and Mr. Ryder says, be at peace, Moonwalker. He means well. And she says, but he must not seek her out. Can you not see how wrong it would be? He is not even whole. Mm. Damn. Um, so there she is in the asteroid belt between Jupiter and Mars, saying, it's not fair, creator. I've traveled halfway across the galaxy, seen wonders beyond imagination, and understand your purposes less than ever. So she is, of course, 18. That's okay. You can still stay with the Legion after 18 these days. It's true. It's yeah. true. Um. And this journey is supposed to reveal the handiwork of your spirit, the glorious pattern of the universe, but all is disorder. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, is talking about how she, somewhere in here she's supposed to find the man that she will cherish for a lifetime. She says, you have denied me the soulmate I've already found. I would never have known Wildfire if not for the, the accident that made him a legionnaire. But why in the star's name did you have to take his very body from him in that explosion? Yes. Mm. Um, and she gets that, uh, and she sees a little cruiser, and she says, "No, I did not see that ship while I was railing at the fates." And that meteor draws perilous, perilously close. And um, and so she, you know, kind of gets in there and and suddenly alters the course and uh, and saves them. And she mm-hmm. says, "Ah, they're they're they are safe to pursue their destiny." Um, and I mine. It's time I ended this grand tour. Yet first, I must seek out my naming place. The Dawn Star of Old Earth. Venus. Ah. And uh, so off she heads to that. And um, and on Starhaven, they're saying, it's many years since your grand tour, Moonwalker. Do you truly remember it? More vividly than yesterday, husband. She says, remember, I spent my youth here on Starhaven, not roaming as our daughter has. I was a traditional girl. Uh And that first glimpse of the glory of the maker of worlds was phenomenal. Then when that vision of you came to me as I stepped across the barrens of the moon that have been unchanged since our people lived on Earth, I was complete. Says we, and now, that's interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, they're saying 700 years and they came from Earth. 
Well, yeah. Now, now we knew that because they were their their um their race is listed as Amerins, right? Amerins, American Indians. Yes. yes. Um. And he says, I, I think I'd seen you once at a gathering of people, and that from a distance. If there is not a greater spirit in this universe, how could your image ever have come to me? And she mm. said, and he says, even after these many years, I still warm to hear you say that, Moonwalker, or perhaps more now, when the fire than when the fires of our youth burned brighter. May our child make her choice as wisely. Um, and he says, if by if choice it truly is, not destiny from which we cannot turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, between Venus and Earth, she says, "There, I put the old home behind me, and Venus is ahead. There, I must find the sign from the Creator." But she's doubting herself, even though she's been more confident since she joined the Legion, and says that her, uh, you know, her mother, her mother's mother, all of their women have made this journey for generations. They were happy with the result, and she says, "And I must be too." There, the clouds are parting before me. The first light of Venus is about to shine, and I pray the creator will let me know its meaning. And then someone touches her shoulder and says, Donnie. He says, who? And there he is. Out of sight, out of mind. Gee, kid, I never thought I was that forgettable. He says, Wildfire, you you interfering idiot. Do you have any idea what an important moment important moment this was supposed to be? Um, maybe that was the moment. Maybe. Yeah. Um, you're ruining something sacred. And he goes, hold it, please, Don Star, hold it for one minute. I only want to talk to you. Explain. Um, and she says, go away. This is my moment. You can't be a part of it. Don't you see that? And he's saying, please. And she says, there's something missing from my life, Wildfire, and this is how I'm supposed to find it. Please leave me alone. Mm. And he says, damn it, no. And he gets with, makes with the Cthum. Cthum. Uh, oh, says, close Stop. enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take a drink. Mm. She says, stop it. Uh, you're burning the cloud cover away. Stop. Without the clouds, the sun will overheat the planet below. Stop. Stop and I'll listen. He says, look, I'm sorry about this. I came because I had to say I was sorry for how I acted when you told me you had to go for everything. And that was way back in issue 304. Uh, if you'll remember when he and uh, and Starboy were sitting uh, waiting for the election results. Well, 304 was when Donnie left for this whole mission. Well, that's it. Yeah. And he he blew up his suit. Yes. With the, with the big damn. Yeah. Take a drink. Wildfire suit blew up. There Yay. <laughs> in a flashback to us. In a flashback. In a flashback that doesn't <laughs> actually exist in the comic. We just. Yeah. But we're going there. So yeah, take a drink. Um, And he says, a guy with no body has no claim. But I want to tell you this. Make damn sure the guy you pick, the jerk you pick is perfect or I'll kill him. And she says, you had no right to come here now to tell me this. Even you know that's true. Do you know how many nights I cried myself to sleep because there wasn't anyone inside that stupid suit of yours? No one to mm. touch? Damn. And you have to come... And you have to come here to remind me of that? And he says, look at it this way, kid. Admitting it'll never be admitting it, anything more than it might be... The, than, or it'll never be anything more might be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And, it's true. Uh, yeah. True. So... um, yeah, so Starhaven. The dawn breaks roughly over the landscape, cracking over the rocks with sharp uh, shadows and brittle fingers of light. And in the temple of the people, dawn, makes, dawn marks the end of a silent vigil. And uh, Moonwalker says, It is done. I can feel it. And he says, Then she will be happy, Moonwalker. I'm sure of it. Which is, If she is content, as content with her choice as I have been with you, the spirit oh. will be praised. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, and she shows up, mother, father, I've come home. And they say, where is he, daughter? Or have you have you but seen a sign of where she, you shall meet him? 
and say, Hush, Miss Ryder, can you not see how exhausted she was? And she says, No, I'm all right, Mother, and there is much I must tell you. Mm. I've taken the grand tour and witnessed the mysteries of the universe our creator has placed us within. It is too vast, too glorious, and too far beyond my understanding for my imagination to grasp, but it has shown me how pointless it is to try to rationalize the secret plans of he who made us all. I traveled in search of my soulmate, and I found him where I began. Wildfire and I share a destiny few can dream of, the life of legionnaires. What we dare, how we survive, our hopes, fears, they are much the same. The physical handicap that he has no body, the pleasures we will never share, they are a high, high price to pay for his love and friendship, but I now believe it is part of our Creator's plan for me. Maybe there will be another with whom I can share those moments Wildfire and I are denied, or perhaps not, but until then I will be satisfied with his companionship. And uh, it says, now hug me, hold me, and tell me, tell me it will be enough. And uh, they say, my child, no one can ever know that if the love is there, maybe one day the rest will follow somehow so even now we can see yeah i'm committed but i have my doubts yeah so there goes the exile storyline right down the road from here a oh, year def- later yeah so. definitely um hmm. so that that's it yeah interesting uh, letter here uh dear paul if you're attempting to make the legion into a carbon copy of the teen titans you're doing a good job Wow. Four deaths since Pharaoh Lad, an imposter in the LSH, two deputy leaders quitting because of Dreamgirl's incompetence, the end of the Legion Academy due to no more members being accepted, and heaven knows how many members retired or resigned. All that up to one thing. Anything after 238 is part of a parallel world. I hereby quit until you return to the world established by Kurt Swan and Jim Shooter. Wow. Yeah, damn. Damn. Um, and so he answered that. He said, we bow to no one in our appreciation of the Legion by Shooter and Swan, Alan. But quite frankly, we feel we're doing the book very much uh, in, in their tradition. And although your casual reading has led you to misinterpret some things, the Legion Academy is still open. Only one Legionnaire has quit in the whole run of LSH ta- tales this writer has written so far. And that um, means Tyrock. Yeah. Well, I guess Tyrock quit before Paul came on. Uh, technically right? he just he just made sure that he was permanently out of phase <laughs> yeah so who is it that quit only to bring him back later um was it uh projectra and karate kid Superboy? That... no Super... no Superboy left before yeah yeah i guess uh, he, yeah interesting so yeah um let's see uh our primary argument is that uh, that styles and characters can't remain the same. Uh, the types of stories and the ways of introducing characterizations Jim and Kurt used in the mid-60s were among the best in comics then and were very appropriate both to the LSH and the readers. Fifteen mm-hmm. years after their last collaboration... Yeah, uh, readers have, Yeah. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, readers have, have changed. The current styles in comics have changed, and even the nature of science fiction has changed with the technical, technological revolution that's going on around us. We changed with this, and if that's brought our style closer to the Teen Titans, that's only because the Teen Titans is, in, is distinctively one of the comics of the 80s. True. So there you go. Um yeah, so next month, the beginning of a two-part look at the Science Police in action and the most exciting announcement in Legion history. What? That's the Baxter run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Legion Outpost Extra, we get the uh, 
uh, all of the um, not only do we get the monitor uh, monitor board symbols but we also get the interlac alphabet again yep so there we go all right um, and I think that is that is it so there we go excellent so I love that the, you know, unlike, remember how long it took to rebuild the headquarters after Omega destroyed it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a whole bunch of issues where they were just scraping through rubble and going crazy and... Uh, and just living on cruisers and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so so to have that that literally within a couple of pages all taken care of is kind of fun. Especially with what it's going to mean. And, of course, uh, we, we I guess we'll see... Um, Warren who get get ticked about the uh, I, I can't remember I think that's in in these in this little run, so we probably will see that in the next issue or so. Well, she definitely got ticked in tails about it. So okay, it was in tails. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, fair enough. It's like so. and Brainiac Five's got him running around like some major domo. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah he does. So there's that. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I think that wraps us up then. Mm-hmm. It does. All right then, uh, head over to our. Uh, you know, I'll add, it, I'll add it into, I'll fold it into the blurb. Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters, gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page where you can also find our poll to, uh, to vote for uh, what era of the Legion you think we should tackle next. Um, and that can all be found at Facebook.LegionofSubstitutePodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble where we will uh, head back, destroy our headquarters, rebuild it again, and we will see you all next week. Computo says lemonade is fun.